cancel culture. There's so much of it right now. And I think with quarantine and the pandemic all coming together, the outrage is just seeping through even more so I think than ever when you look at social media. And that's one of the things I want to go and talk about today because I'm just looking through Twitter. Obviously it's just a normal way of life <laughs> these days, but it is much more rampant and just through so many different sectors. If you're not paying attention to it, you can just really look. I'm looking right now just in the last week. So first of all, Elon Musk, he starts off with saying, calling for the end of cancer culture. And asked after his uh, wife's mother, his mother-in-law, Samson, for treating right-wing bullshit. And so much more of that came up. So, again, uh, Elon Musk called for the end of internet cancel culture following a Twitter feud with the mother of his girlfriend, Grimes. The billionaire Tesla founder, just the welcome of baby boy with a singer two weeks ago. And he said, cancel, cancel culture, more fun, less shun. If you... It's funny how everybody has to go and put that out there, but here again, here's the tweets of what's going on here, and everybody's all caught up in it. I see that, first of all, that's going up last week. That's going to move forward now to this week. Then you have the issue with uh, Lana Del Rey that came up, and there's a whole thing about what she said, which I was going to do a video about, but I was like, you know what, other people can do that. But I figured now that this is all coming to light, she got her caught, caught herself into some of the things when it comes to some comments that she made and how people got upset about it. So mute. It's I me. Mean, this is from Uprocks. They're saying uh, Beyonce, Doja Cat, and Nicki Minaj fans lash over Lana Del Rey for criticizing them in the story. She's not currently under fire from music fans for breaking one of the cardinal rules of Stan Twitter. You do not come for Beyonce. So she sure. said this. Now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camila, Cardi B, Kehlani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have all had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect, or dancing for money, or whatever I want, without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse? That's where everything came up. And then she goes along and gives more into the context, and then goes on to say that... I've been an honest and optimistic about challenging relationships I've had. Newsflash, that's just how it is for many women. And that's sadly my experience up until the point that those records were made. So I just want to say it's been a long 10 years of bullshit reviews up until recently, and I've learned a lot from them. I also feel like it really paved the way for other women to stop putting on a happy face and to just be able to say whatever the hell they want to say in their music. Then we move along to Doja Cat. <laughs> Which, by the way, Lana Del Rey went ahead and put another post out to kind of explain what she was trying to say there. And then we go along, and like I said, now Doja Cat caught up today as we look into the coverage. More than anything else, man, I'll tell you what. She is being called out at, this, uh, at the same time where she has the number one song in the country right now. but Or, or did have the number one song. But now there's been times that somebody wants to go and cancel her down because she's gotten too popular. Or if there's some kind of a feud that was been brought on by fans of other artists, things like that. And, you know, I mean, first of all, she did work with Nicki Minaj in the news on the remix of the, her song Say So. That might have gotten some people irked up because there are people that really hate on Nicki Minaj. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and talk all about that. You all can go find other people that talk about it, Honest, and these other people that talk about it. So then after reading comments from Lana Del Rey, which included her, she wrote, 
the, 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 actually the, well, the comments were said, the attention then started going to Doja Cat because fa- fans started discovering insensitive comments, songs, and more about her past. So let's move from one on to the other, and that's what happened. Okay. So people may remember a few years ago, Tiny Chat. Well, they're trying to say that this was a place for alt-right incels to go ahead and communicate. No, it's not. <laughs> there were a lot of things that were up there on Tiny Chat. There was people for gamers, people for like different sectors. I remember going on to one that was for uh, people that appreciated people that were overweight, because I was. And, you know, to mostly help women and some guys make them feel better and feel more empowered and feel kind of that body positive type of thing that was going on. So I appreciate what was going on over there. And, you know, there was this whole community over there that people met on a regular basis. Well, a huge chat, different diversity, you know, different, uh, different races, creeds, cultures, all of that was there. So I don't know where that was coming from, but they decided to put this on here. By the way, she's part African-American or she's part, uh, part black because she came from South Africa. And for whatever reason, Doja Cat now is in the news. So here's part of the video that where she is saying some things where she used the N-word because uh, they think she's white, whatever reason. And then they try to say that she was in a room with alt-right white supremacists. That guy looks black, doesn't he? I, I don't get this whole idea of where this is all alt-white, alt-right right here. And by the way, if you look at the video here, you can only see only her. And not anybody else. Do you notice, whatever reason, why can't we see the full zoom out of the of the video here? I don't see it anywhere. Do you? Because Tiny Chat used to be like 25 screens in one shot. This is just 12. So why can't we see more of the screen? It's obviously, this was something that was being used to kind of point out. Or somebody had this recorded, something like that. And they go ahead and just zoom in just on her more than anything else. Because they wanted to go ahead and call her out. So... Her involvement in Tiny Chat was, and videos emerging her came up in a this group discussion. According to XXL, the chat was made for men. It's not. Involuntary, involuntary celibate. Incels, oh, it's just so wrong. And then it was linked to a December 2019 interview with Paper. She admitted having a session with the chat room during her youth. She admitted still being involved with it at the time of the interview. Uh, people would pick on me, use horrible, horrible language, just the worst, and just didn't understand why people were so crazy on there. Instead of leaving the chat, she opted to become the person who would make offensive jokes and do things sort of out of the box. Then she had a song that she actually recorded in 2015 called Didn't Do Nothing, and the song is said to be a racial slur. By the way, that's just what Urban Dictionary, somebody that submitted it a couple times, said Didn't Do Nothing is a racial slur by the alt-right members for African-Americans and people of color who claim their innocence after being victims of police brutality. So I took a story from the Swaddle that's talking about the cancel culture cannot be the knee-jerk reaction to mildly controversial gaffes, which I think that's more than anything else. You know, there was one thought that you think that social media could be a meeting place for some people that can't do that well in person and communicate in person, but then they get a chance to meet somebody that they're not on social media and get that part. And for whatever reason, people want to go ahead and take attacks because at the same time, you have people that want to be noticed and recognized and get attention. Then there's the negative attention that's coming out with cyberbullying, which is beginning too much more common more than ever before. But here's what goes on. So this story talks about it. And they mentioned that even a TikTok creator named Emmett Langevin Uploaded a video to Twitter, went viral, almost got immediately canceled, forced to make a public apology. And then there was a Twitch streamer 
better name Nicole, better known as OK Boomer Girl, canceled days after her random meteoric virality. A common theme between the attempt to cancel boycott the content both people made is that they went viral, gained ex- extremely obsessive fans, only to be quickly canceled for a minor gas that made years ago. But then again, you have to watch out what you're doing online. I mean, what you say is there forever. I mean, that's an obvious thing. Everybody knows about that. Now, again, cancel culture in this story is a complex mechanism replete with successes and flaws. For the marginalized, it is a tool to take back power for those who abuse it. They shared support and solidarity that calling out someone who has hurt many together is empowering. When a large group of fans cancels a popular individual who profits off their fandom for serious, unrepentant misbehavior, cancel culture triumphs. And there we go. And then, however, when a group of people cancels a famous individual whose faults are thin and whose behavior is repentant, cancel culture teeters and shows its flaws. For whatever reason, and Doja Cat, by the way, she went ahead and public apologized for whatever might have been offended by whatever things they found online of her, whether it was her song or her tiny chat conversations, things like that. And I think the story actually does pretty well. I'll put this in the description, by the way. So it's time we stop using cancel culture to immediately write off anyone who makes a mildly problematic mistake. Instead of boycotting their content, we should be engaging in dialogue with them, helping them understand what they went wrong, and they can be counter more responsible. Well, I don't think it needs to be that. I just think that people need to go ahead and just calm down because people want to be outraged just to be outraged. This society we have living right now, the news that we get, the stories that we get, the attention bait, the clickbait, it is to outrage. And for whatever reason, the internet and things that we look at online, we are drawn to outrage for whatever things that will get us upset or give us some kind of a, a reaction. And more than anything else, anger is such a great way to go. So what can we do? We're going to get people as mad as hell and they can't take it anymore. That's what they want to do. That's what they're always trying to do now. It's just getting out of control. So in this story, I'll cancel it out with this, or actually I will just cancel it out. I'll close it out with this. The story says, those who actively participate to call out and cancel culture are doing it to promote progressive ideals and affect social change. Exactly. I mean, there's other ways to do it. I mean, it's the same idea like anybody that has, you know, leaflets or whatever for like uh, religious things, right? Say that somebody wants to give you a little pamphlet. That tells you, hey, you should believe in God, da, 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 right? Listen, you only can be able to go ahead and change a person's mind if they are cognizant and they want to change, okay? That works for some people. For some people, leave them the hell alone, okay? Let them, if you, you, you don't need to save people. They don't need to be saved, okay? You only want to really help people when they really are looking for help, when they ask for it. Or when they respond to you offering, that's one thing. But some people, it's like homeless people. Some people just want to be homeless. Some people just want to be helped by the government and just get, you know, assistance. I think some people really do feel like that. Some people just want to live a certain way. They don't want to do anything about themselves. They don't want to change what they say about themselves or what they say about life or what things they might have said in the past. People are unrepentant. And that's fine too. You need to be able to live a life where you do not need to apologize for what you say, what you do, and what you think. You should be able to do that. If you live your life that way, you'll be living off much better. But for whatever reason, people feel like they need to go ahead and, you know, 
play to what has I have heard recently in this quarantine is go along to get along. Well, I don't believe in that. Because if I want to go along to get along, sure, I might get more views. I can get more people that will watch these videos. Sure. I could go along and do that. I could go ahead and, you know, play along with the field and try to go ahead and try to get some real shock value. I mean, some of my the titles that I put up here might be a little bit different to get people all started. I mean, my thing is I'd rather have a conversation rather than just start outraging people and just get them all clicked up. My point is I want to debate. I don't want to ridicule. I don't want to downplay. I don't want to destroy somebody. I, that's not the way I operate. And I wish more people would think that way. For me, you know, listen, I have my battles, my battles with corporate radio, my battles with political correctness and things like that. And that's fine. But the thing is, I don't expect to change anybody's minds. And the other thing too, is I also don't want to be with like-minded people all the time. I want to have debate and discourse. I want to have people that can actually have different opinions, be able to talk. That's the whole point. Now, what was said here wasn't a bad idea. Yeah, we could talk to each other. But I don't think I need to be changing anybody's mind. Listen, we can debate all we want. We should be able to do that. You know, there's no thought police here. There's no Twitter police here that says we have to think one which way and then screw off. No. However, activism isn't just posting hot takes, canceling people and asking them to run their faults through a search engine. It is hard work coaxing people to understand why their behaviors are unsavory and helping them get on the path towards kindness and equality. Cancel culture is a useful protest mechanism, and to use it well, one must decide to take it seriously and engage with the responsibility. So the point is, some people can go ahead and engage that way. If they want to go ahead and protest, they want to go ahead and go after somebody, well, there, there are times where cancel culture could be apparent because somebody's just evil or bad or just did something that was absolutely wrong and you'd be called to the floor. Fine. But once somebody, you know, if they want to go ahead and give an apology, if they don't want to give an apology, leave it alone. You've made your point. Because when you go past that bar, there's a line that you cross. When you want to go ahead and cross that line, then you're just trying to go ahead and create havoc. And you are stirring the pot for everybody else to get involved. For those that do not have a filter and do not know what the line is that needs to be, that it shouldn't cross, they're just going to go ahead and further the argument. You're just going to get people all ramped up and do something that they don't realize they're doing. I mean, seriously, there is a line, okay, on all this kind of stuff. And we should not just be, and I've been living by a new phrase now, and I really feel like this more than anything else. I want to be more constructive and less critical. And by the way, if I'm trying to be more constructive, that's also constructive for me as well. Less critical of myself. But I want to do the same thing for others. But the thing is, you can only help people out that they want to be helped. Otherwise, you let them go along to their own demise or their own device. And that's it. But the other thing, too, is that it's also done out of jealousy. It's also, in some cases, done out of just complete spite because they, people just can't like the fact that the people are going to do better than them. People just can't stand that. And because of social media being a place where you can get attention and get more people to follow you, then that should be the most important thing, right? Okay, when I see certain stars up here, I see people that are not even really personalities, but they're just, they're responders, right? 
and they, they talk about certain things, whatever it is in the media, to get attention, well, that's fine. Listen, if I get a few people that are watching this, I don't have a big Twitter following. I don't have a big Facebook following. I don't have a big Instagram or TikTok following. No. Please, look at how many subscribers I got. I don't have that many. If you happen to catch this video, great. But my whole point is I want to be able to just make my point and run along. And that's it. If you want to comment about it, you can always can. But for the most part, most people don't comment on my videos. They might view it, but they might not have nothing to say because remember they agree. And maybe there's something I'm not saying just to try to get on, under people's skin because I don't need to do that. And I wish more people would think the same way. That's my point.